Hello, welcome to Simon Tyler's Simple Note podcast with me, Simon Emmett, and I am joined, as always, by the Simple Note blog author, executive coach, and business consultant, professional speaker, and author of five books, Mr. Simon Tyler. How are you, Simon? I'm very good. And six books, actually, because one of them is a kid's book. Yeah, you just wrote that for your son, though, didn't you? I did, but it's been published now. By you? Yeah, it's published. <laughs> I'm not sure we should count it. But okay. okay, but you know, I mean, I can adapt this intro for future future weeks if you'd like. To include the children. And, you know, quote from it, perhaps. Um, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And I've had a quiet week, which is very interesting how these weeks turn up, not by design, but been quite interesting. Cause there are lots of introspection, lots of thought. Thought is overrated, obviously, but just... <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. Alright. Um, well, we're here today to talk about Simple Note number 170, which is called How to Create Momentum. So do you want to take it away? Yeah, this is something that comes up a lot in all sorts of conversations and events I walk about, which is people obviously strive for momentum. And in a number of the Simple Notes I've written in the past, I sort of refer to this, and it's the mix of urgent versus important, which I talk about in Urgentia, which is yep. in the Keep a Symbol book, and our own battle between putting effort in, if it's effort required, to create momentum versus perhaps the friction and the resistance we meet. And I've written about that more recently, and we spoke about it in one of the podcasts, about drains and boosts yeah. of our energy and how yeah. that affects and our, our progress and our yeah. attitude that goes with it. Mm. So it comes up a lot. And a few weeks ago, I had the first of perhaps two or three conversations with clients around projects that they were really passionate about for their organization that were formerly part of what they were supposed to be focused on but the resistance that they were meeting in trying to win get people on board in trying to make sure that it was getting on the agenda so back to the urgent versus important piece it was important stuff but it wasn't everyday business critical stuff if you right. were to to try and think about getting people on board people will do it if it needs to be done yeah and they need to be won over in some way to get support otherwise. Okay. And that drove me in conversation to think about, well, what, what's really going on here? When we, when we own something and we want to make it happen, for a while we're always going to perhaps be the only person passionately pushing it, striving it, talking about it, raving about it and so on. But we need other people on our side. And, and that's why I flick into the, you know, this simple note, which is about creating momentum and it's our the magnetism that we can create once we get the extended team involved in what we do so it drove me to think about well who's involved can we be everything to a project well no if you're the owner of a project you might not necessarily need to be all of the roles that need to happen so I talked about and I as I say I'm gonna write or draw or design a a wonderful graphic that tries to describe this and of course that will get me lots of fame and with this wonderful graphic or maybe not I'm sure yeah no, I'm, I'm sure it will be a huge seller but I talked I noticed that there are people or roles that seem to take place unconsciously that accelerate and move projects forward and there are roles that exist that decelerate and slow down projects and on the surface if you don't examine them and look at the roles they play and the value they bring you think I only want accelerators the decelerators are pains why I want them and avoid them but they both have a role that's the point equally important in harvesting the right progress absolutely yeah. so in the discussions I noticed so the accelerators if I talk about the five accelerators okay and then the five decelerators 
And of course, this is not the definitive list, and you'll have your own listener definitions of what these might be for you. But at the top of every project, and it's an expression that's used a lot in business, you want to get an ambassador or ambassadors who are people that are passionately in agreement with you and they are the almost like the ultimate representative. They seek opportunity to talk about it, try and publicize it, evangelize about it, and try and win people's hearts and minds. And that's important in the early phase, and it doesn't necessarily come to life. Quite often businesses, they talk, oh, we've got a sponsor for it. Well, is that an ambassador or a sponsor? Because I'll come back to sponsors, because they could fall into any one of these categories. The second one, just slightly below an ambassador, is a champion. And you can have more than one of these champions, and these are people who aren't necessarily actively looking to publicize it, but they really do commit to helping you achieve what you want to achieve. And the project becomes one of their main focuses and is near the surface of their thinking in every opportunity that they can bring it up. Next level down from that are supporters. And I can see sponsors in the business definition falling often into this category. Okay. And we wonder and get frustrated that they're not doing more. We're willing them and hoping they'll be ambassadors or champions, but they're supporters, valuable. They're connected. They will look for ways to influence others, but they'll probably have other projects that are equally or more important. So they're connected rather than committed, which is the difference perhaps between yeah. them and champions. Yeah, and then one below that are the contributors. They're the people that you want to be involved and involved to the extent that it's almost extracurricular for them. They might not necessarily need to be involved, but they want to contribute, they want to help you. And they want to get involved more, but they might have challenges, not least of which in time, to get involved. Mm. And then my lowest level in the accelerator group is the involvers. Again, sometimes we might think they're contributors or even supporters, but they're just, their passion level is lower, they're busy, they're on their own journey, whatever their backstory is. They are focused on completing the task for you because you've asked them and they'll do it. So that, that set of five, it's interesting how, how they sort of in, interplay and we might treat people differently hoping that there'll be something else. I'll come back to that in a minute. Okay. So they all have varying, within these accelerators, they all have varying degrees of connection to the project or the task or the, the idea at hand. Yeah. Uh, my point here is for you, the listener, to think about what about, well, first of all, what are the projects I'm passionate about yeah. and who have I got on my team? Are, am I treating them in the sort of role that they're currently fulfilling for me or am I disappointed that they're not? Or am I not making the most of them if they are potentially a higher level? So it's about with both the accelerators and the decelerators that you'll come on to in a minute, being more aware of the role that people are fulfilling and where they, having that awareness of where they are as an individual. Yeah, totally. And their contribution. Totally, and okay. treating them appropriately. Then the decelerator bunch. And on the surface you think, well, these are just a pain. But they're not, they serve a purpose. Yeah. So starting in this case from, from the top, which is the clarifier. Mm. So a clarifier might seem, again, like a supporter, but as a clarifier, they agree in principle, but they are hungry for that little bit of extra detail, confirmation. Is this really the right thing to do? They're likely, and maybe all of the decelerators are more likely to ask more questions than they will get involved in, in doing the stuff that needs to be done. So the clarifier will constantly check the relevance 
and that again can be draining at times. One down from that will be the challenges. So they seem like clarifiers but maybe their questions are a little bit more pointed and pokey. They can see the positives but they push a little bit more. They want to remove all of the ambiguity and they seem to slow the pace but they are providing value. One down from that are purely the questioners. They're demanding evidence. They're more, perhaps more likely to ask the question why, which when you're passionate and excited and want to move and you get asked the question why, that's just, come on, They move. want to prove the validity of what's Absolutely. being, yeah, what prove, being it, asked prove it, prove it, prove yeah. it. Okay. They want validation, they want research. Yeah. Next one down from that are the resistors. So on the surface, you think, I, I just don't want them. I don't want people to resist what's good. They're creating friction. They are, in some ways, the opposition to your progress. And sometimes it might be based on principles or they would look for relevance. And they would favour, perhaps, not doing what you're suggesting needs to be done. Yeah. On the surface, as I say, another one that feels like this is a pain, but they are providing value. And then finally at the bottom of my decelerator list are the preventers. And that's extreme pushback. Mm. Almost absolute opposition. Rigid in their position. They're not going to move. They're really difficult to sway and shift and seemingly impossible to influence to any other line of thought. So again, similar to the accelerators, you'll have people around you that are fulfilling some of these roles. Yep. And if you treat them all as if you were hoping they were supporters, you will be disappointed. Yeah. That will affect how you come across. It changes your impact. It probably alters your mood and your attitude. Whereas each of those five in the decelerator bunch have a role. Yeah. They're helping you build resilience, build justification, um, relevance, certainty, removal of ambiguity and so on. And in every situation, I think all these 10 roles, however you define them, will exist. And the magic here of leadership is to realize everybody has something to contribute, even if it's the preventer, yeah. that they have a role. I would suggest, side pro project to this, or side simple note to this one, is be careful of spending too much time with the decelerator type, because that will drain you ensure you have balance and your personal resilience means that you can be in great shape to handle whoever they are. Keep it simple, obviously. Okay, so assess your population, who and what is there, and then rethink about the connection and, and support appropriately. So what sort of questions can people consider when doing this? Questions that people can consider. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. One, like many things, awareness is the first step and hopefully for the listeners of this podcast, instantly your awareness has been raised. But then to go a bit deeper, to consider some questions. Again, build your own questions. Learn which questions work for you on this. But here's a few. First, who have you got involved in the project right now? Yep. Where do you feel that progress is easier and smoother? Where do you feel like resistance is greater? Secondly, what role do they seem to naturally be fulfilling? It might be in their behavioural profile. It might be the way they are, the way they seem to connect to most things. Just 
start to raise your awareness and a little bit more clarity over whoever they are, accelerators or decelerators. Then, having realised who you've got around you, where are your gaps? Yeah. And often it might be your ambassadors, but in both groups there might be a gap that without it, the project won't build its strength and pace and come to fruition. And I suppose it would be different in every circumstance, every group. Absolutely. But would you encourage people to, um, leaders in these situations, to openly discuss with individuals what role they feel they're fulfilling at this time and, and to actually like to, to have this as an open conversation with members of their team that, you know, that they about what role they think they're fulfilling and where they are with the project. Yeah. You could use this simple note in its, in its pure essence as I've written it and, and spoken to you about it in this podcast. Mm. Talk, talk to people about this. Ask people, where, where do you think you fit on the programme? Yeah. Because people might feel like they're stuck in a role but aspire to have a different type of contribution. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean up, it might also mean down. That's okay. Acceptance is the most important thing. Another way of doing this, as with many elements of self-development is think about you. What's your role? What role do you play in other people's work? When someone else is obviously passionate about something, what role are you fulfilling for them? Where do you fit in those categories? That will help in heighten your awareness of what's going on around you in your projects too. Okay, cool. Thank you, Simon. So assess, assess your population, accept what you've got, shift your expectations and begin dialogue with the team about where they are that's it okay Thanks, excellent Simon. thank you very much thank you all for listening you can listen to all our podcasts at itunes or soundcloud find more of simon's helpful guides tools etc at his website which is very simple to find it's just simontyler.com and we hope you'll jo join us again soon for another simple note podcast in the meantime keep it simple and go well <laughs>